What's up, everybody? It's Critical. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's Critical. Uh, today, we're going to be reviewing my enormous dildo collection. Uh, that reminds me of the one time I took a hot, fat, sticky dump. <laughs> Anyways, see ya. See ya. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm also afraid of roaches. <laughs> <laughs> What is up, gamers? Welcome back to the Triumvirate Podcast once again. Episode 2 is where it's at. I'm here with my two best friends, uh, Mark and, and and Funk. <laughs> well, Welcome to the podcast, everyone. Say hello, everyone. Hello. Hi, I'm I'm so glad to be here. It's, it's, it's a new experience for me. I've never been on a podcast. Um... I, I, I'm ready to try new things, talk about some stuff uh, around a microphone, I was f- and for people to listen to it. I was forced here against my will. Um, he, he he forced me in here. I was. That's great, Mark. I'm uh, glad that you have chosen to speak. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad that you were chosen to speak. It wasn't forced. <laughs> yeah, what's up, everybody? It's a Chiver Podcast Season Two, Episode Two. That's right. Um, and uh, we don't know what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, we're just, um, just going to be spitballing some some stuff. I, I guess. guess we'll start off with how are you, Matt? I'm doing just fine. You yeah. know. We we had some some din din. We did, and uh, it was very very delicious. It was very compliments good. to the chef. It was me. I was it, the chef. Y- you were. Yeah, you made some shrimp mm-hmm. and mac. Mm-hmm. It was very and, and very it, tasty. it was good. How about you, Funk? How are you today? I'm I'm fine. I also had some din din. What you had? And I, I just had a McDonald's hamburger. Hey, <laughs> hey you know what? There's nothing wrong with that, dude. Yeah. It's, a, it's the same everywhere, you know. You typically can't go wrong if you if you want some sort of consistency. So you're right. Yeah. Right. The only thing that changes is the service. Yep. Yeah. God, some McDonald's have the worst service ever. Yeah, exactly. Especially the one that live that that lives that's near us. Yeah, it has probably probably the worst service. I ever. absolutely hate it. Like there have been plenty of times where. Both me and Matt would sit there for 15, 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. Even for through a mobile order. Exactly. Yep. So Yeah, that, that was the other day. Like, um, yeah, I put I put in like a mobile order and like I was just on my lunch break at work or whatever. Yeah. Motherfuckers took my entire lunch break to give me a McChicken. And a small fry. You were texting me during that whole thing. Oh, I I was livid, dude. Oh yeah, for sure. It sounded like you were. Yeah, it, it was it was not a fun experience at all. But yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, it it's crazy how that McDonald's just simply doesn't care. Yeah, they just they just don't give a shit. It, it was. I mean, what's what's one lost customer? So exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. But see, that's the thing. It's not just us. I mean, it's everybody in this town that complains about this McDonald's, but they haven't done anything about it. Yeah. Yeah. Do they still go to it? I guess they do. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. I, I guess that it, that that's a really good point. It's just mm-hmm. like you know, if nobody goes to it, then there that's that's that, the that's... sign for it to change. You know that 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 lets everybody know it's like, hey, don't go to this one. Nobody goes to it. You know. Uh, we could just burn it down. That's also true. That's also true. It's it's a good thing I bought my uh my flamethrower with this tax return money. Yeah, we have a couple of alcohol bottles. We can make some Molotov cocktails. And you're right, dude. There oh you my go. goodness. There you go. They'll never yeah. they'll never catch us. Uh, is is this the part where the disclaimer is put up on the screen so we don't get in trouble? I, uh, yeah, I was about to say, yeah, disclaimer. Please don't burn down disclaimer buildings. Disclaimer for you, but not for me. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm still gonna do it. <laughs> I'm not gonna commit arson. Yeah, please, please don't. Please don't commit arson. It's bad. It gets hot. It's a, it's fire. No good. All right. I have something I'd like to talk about. Oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead. What Sonic game has the best music? Ooh, just okay. Starting off with uh, 
with a banger. All right. You can give um, me your top five games that had so top five Sonic games that have the best video game music. Ooh, okay. So any of them. So we're just anywhere. talking about music. Yeah, music, not gameplay. Music. Okay. Ooh, okay. Um. Well, one of them's got to be Sonic Adventure Two. Yeah. Yeah. Of yeah. course. I mean, okay. So, I I I know how you're gonna react to this, Mark. Okay. And everything, but I mean, of course, Sonic Adventure Two is up there. I agree with Funk, but um. I don't know, man. Just the variety of Sonic Adventure One's music. That is yes. That is up there. Yes. But I'm not saying it's the better game. It just has good music. Yes. Is That's it above really Sonic good. Sonic Adventure Two's music, though. Do what? Is it above uh, Sonic Adventure Two music, though? I would have argued that Sonic Adventure Two had more variety, variety because every character has a different genre, mm. basically. I mean, yeah. Um, but every character has, has a different genre of music in Sonic Adventure 1, too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's they, true. They also did use some songs from Sonic 3D Blast, though. They did. So, You're right. They did. Oh, they did. They did. You're right. I didn't know about that. Yeah, they, they did. I found that out the other day. I watched a... It was a two-hour video about Sonic music, and I found that out. And I was like, oh, hmm. Well, that's interesting. But anyways, continue. But, See, like with Sonic Adventure 2, I'm thinking more not just like the characters' themes, mm -hmm. but just like with the levels and whatnot. Because yeah. you know, the the level music, you know, I mean it's it's a motif. It's like a, a theme with it. Yeah. But I mean, there's a lot of, you know, uh electric guitar, you know, just like you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um in their levels. Um but with Sonic Adventure One's levels and whatnot, you know, I don't know. It's just like there's a lot more variety mm -hmm. of instruments, in my opinion. It's, it just it just feels a lot more. You can't go from like in comparison. You have like City Escape, mm -hmm. and then let's say, well, shit. I was gonna say Meteor Herd, but that is completely different. Yeah, it's um, different. Uh, I don't know, like uh, Skyrail, you know, yeah. it, it kind of uses like the same kind of, you know, um, instruments. Of course, it's not the same exact song mm -hmm. and there's, you know, difference in that. But I don't know, like just going from, you know, one level in Sonic Adventure 1 to, to the other one, it's, you know, it's I feel it's a little bit, you know, more varied or variety so on a list how would you rank it Oof. so far okay um so i'm just i'm gonna put it doesn't have to be in any particular order okay if that helps um my okay so when it comes to like listing stuff uh it's probably gonna change for me you know mm -hmm. at the end of it but for right now i'm gonna give Sonic Adventure 1, um, number two, mm -hmm. and Sonic Adventure 2 on a number three. So it's number one? Well, I'm still thinking about it. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> Sorry. We were just talking about Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure 2. Um, but I would say number one. Um now, okay, we're we're talking about like the three D Sonic games. Oh, no, it could be any. It could be classic three D, boost era, new. It doesn't matter. Mm. Anything from the beginning to now. Okay, okay. So, um, trying to think. Sonic 2's uh, soundtrack is really fucking. It's good. really good. Now I think about it. Um, I don't know. I, that that's probably gonna be like number one because there are so many like levels like songs you know from uh levels and whatnot mm -hmm. that is just like they're classics you know oh, yeah. you could just like you know have it in your head you mm -hmm. know you know as very often i know sonic 2's music pretty much by heart oh like, yeah yeah for sure because that was a probably the first Sonic game i ever played with sonic 2 oh yeah same here yeah so. for sure um well at the very least you know, that's that's my top three. I would say Sonic 2, 
number one, Sonic Adventure, Sonic Adventure two. Um, so I don't know if I'll, I'll, I'll try to think of the, the bottom two in my list of top five. If you guys want to, you know, um, list some, uh, All right. uh do you want to go next funk or do you want me to go? Sure. I'll go. Okay. Sure. Um, I was actually going to say real quick, because you're talking about uh, City Escape and Skyrail. Um, one of the reasons that it's got similar instruments is, uh, we'd probably have to fact check this, but I had heard that Skyrail was originally supposed to be a sonic stage. So they didn't change anything, except they put Shadow in it, because he basically had three levels, and they wanted him to have one more. Interesting. Oh, that that would make sense, yeah. <laughs> that is interesting. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I mean, I'd put, I'd put Song Adventure 2 definitely towards the top because um i like that every character has their own style you know you got rouge that has kind of like the big band stuff oh Knuckles yeah. has hip-hop um you know shadows is kind of like techno metal yeah oh yeah yeah um so i really like that but then um you know kind of like matt was saying with sonic 2 because you know i have a soft spot for that game because it's one of my favorite Sonic games in general but i think a Strong case should be made for Sonic Three and Knuckles. <laughs> oh, yo, oh yeah. yeah. Trust yeah. me, that I'll, I'll I'll give a song strong case also for Sonic Three and Knuckles. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because I mean they they do say that Michael Jackson was responsible for that music. So yeah, yeah, they said that he was responsible for it, and that he was a part of it until that whole you know the child abuse allegations back in the 90s oh, and then yeah, sega, yeah. sega was like nope no 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 we don't want you but that doesn't mean that you still had some sort of influence in his music of course or in, yeah. in the yeah. sonic 3 music but yeah. anyways continue funk yeah so i mean it, it it'd really be hard to kind of rank them from one to five yeah for me just because each one kind of has their own strengths but i mean if i just had like if I chose five without necessarily putting them in an order, I mean Sonic Adventure Two, Sonic Two, Sonic Three, and Knuckles, um, and then probably round it out with, I mean, even Sonic One had some really, oh yeah, memorable tracks in it. So, oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, well, I guess mine would be, um, definitely Sonic Three and Knuckles because I played Sonic Sonic Two was my first Sonic game. But Sonic 3 and Knuckles is probably the game that I remember the most. Yeah. Because I played that game a lot. A yeah, lot. For sure. Um so there's just something about there's something about that game's music where it just like Sonic 1 had really good music, but you could tell that it was because it was it, it was like one of the first games on the Genesis. Yeah, yeah. For so sure. you could tell it was very it was good, but it was very, I don't want to say basic because it wasn't basic. Yeah, no, no, not really. Um, but it, it kind of had like, you know, they were kind of testing out to see how how far they could go. And yeah. then Sonic 2 built on that. And then Sonic 3, whenever it came out towards the end stages of the Genesis's life, you know, they went all out. They They pushed the Genesis to the limit on how far the music could really go. But yeah, yeah, and for um, sure. that that really is like it, it just shows how Sega was good at composing. You know, I can't remember who composed the music. It, I mean, it is someone. Uh, the the name is um, it escapes my head. Yeah, but either way, the composer you could tell that the composer really would put his heart and soul yeah, into dude. it. So Sonic Three and Knuckles is definitely up there, followed by Sonic Adventure. Because um, it, just nostalgia, and I, I open your heart is something that I think of almost every day. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I will say I think I think I think I prefer open your heart over live and learn. I do too. So, yeah, I do too. Like um, both of them are good, but I don't know. Just open your heart is just like open, it really makes you feel. Open your just heart. Like, oh. Whenever I first beat Sonic Adventure, and you open your heart plays as you're playing a Super Sonic. Go- like beating up perfect chaos when i did that for the first time it awoken something inside of me i was like this this right here is rad yeah <laughs> like yeah i'll sure. remember this for the rest of my life yeah 
And I still do. Every time every time I play it and every time I beat it and I get to that part, I'm like, yes, the <laughs> bullshit of this game was worth it. <laughs> All the fucking big stages and everything. Uh, it, it was worth it. Um, but uh, definitely so. Sonic Adventure. So Sonic 3, Sonic Adventure 1, then Sonic Adventure 2. Because yeah. Sonic Adventure 2, there are some tracks in there. Like, uh, I, I can't remember the level names. Because I didn't play it as much as you two played it. Yeah. But uh, the forest one. Oh, Green Forest. Green Forest. Yeah, that, has, that one's a good one. That one really gets me pumped up. Yeah. Uh, that one. And I guess, of course, Open Your Heart. Or not Open Your Heart. Uh, Live and Learn. Live and Learn, yeah. Um, uh, trying to think of anything else. Uh, see, that just shows my my knowledge of Sonic Adventure 2's music. I I mean, like City Escape is City like Escape, you know, yeah, classic. You so know. you know, Sonic Adventure two, and I want to put in a case for Sonic Six. Really, yeah, Sonic it, yeah. it has really good music. I agree. Sonic Six gameplay is bad, yes, but Crisis City, yeah, great song. The first stage, great song. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember what it's called, but you know, it's that beach stage. Yeah, Wave oh, Ocean. Wave yeah. Ocean. Yep. Great, great song. Even the mock segment in that stage has great music, too. Yeah. So, yeah. Sonic 06 definitely is like probably number four. Yeah, for sure. And uh, for Sonic, yeah. for, uh, for the fifth, I'd say, I'd probably say Sonic Unleashed. Excuse me. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) How dare you? No, I was actually um, gonna bring up like we were, uh, you know, talking about like you know a little bit more modern Sonic games. I guess you would call it that. But I got to thinking about like the music for Sonic Unleashed, and that has to be number four on my list. Yeah, I mean, like. It, it's just very atmospheric. It is. Yeah, you know, just I like, like the hub world yeah. and like the the levels and stages and everything. It, who it's, can forget about Rooftop Run? Of Come course, on. dude. Everybody knows that Sonic song. Yeah. Like you 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 could yeah, you you didn't have to play Sonic Unleashed to know that song. Yeah, for sure. Probably because a lot yeah, of because of Sonic Generations. Yeah, Sonic Generations. <laughs> well, yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> and almost every other yeah. YouTuber who makes video essays uses that song of for course. like video game like, essays. <laughs> Do you remember Sonic Unleashed? <laughs> well, um, actually, in the behind the scenes of it, uh, they were gonna have Sonic uh, make a little peepee in the outhouse. <laughs> I don't know, but I mean that's usually how those yeah, fucking how those go. essays go. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that, that's what I'd say. So Sonic 3, Sonic Adventure, Sonic Adventure 2, Sonic 06, and Sonic Unleashed. Yeah, um, for sure. Now, whenever I think about like like the worst oh. Sonic music, mm. that's kind of hard. Yeah, that, that one's a little difficult. Yeah. Because I don't think there's necessarily any bad Sonic music, I would say. Um, yeah. like you can't say something like Sonic Generations because you know they reuse the music from the stages. That's just kind of unfair. Uh, yeah, and they just kind of like you know they, they remixed it. Oh yeah, stuff, which yeah. may have better really. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean the Crisis City version of Sonic Generations is really good. Yeah, and Rooftop Run. For um, sure. but I don't know, like maybe. Sonic and the Secret Rings or Sonic and the Black Knight. Oh, God. <laughs> Sonic Lost World. Sonic I, Boom. I, I just got, like, talking about Sonic and the Secret Rings, like, the fucking theme song where you can't hear the actual, yep. like, vocalist at all. <laughs> Seven rings in hand. <laughs> and then that's, that's the only thing you hear in that song. Oh, God. Well, do you remember, uh, do you remember the Babylonians theme from Sonic Riders? Mm. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's a game I haven't played, so I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's called Catch Me If You Can, and it's it's kind of like the same sort of noise of Seven Rings in Hand, but it's not as good. Oh, so God. yeah, pretty much, yeah. Well, yeah. So yeah, I can't really say there's any worse, but I guess it'd be those games that people just trash on. Yeah, but then again, people trash on Sonic Six, and they have that has great music. So you know, I guess it's all up to interpretation. It, it, yeah, exactly. You know, 
don't know. It, it really doesn't matter, you know, like what kind of, you know, Sonic game it is, whether it's good or whether it's bad. The music is always like on point, mm-hmm. especially like with the type of theme that it's trying to make. Yeah. You know, like you may have a a couple of stinkers, but like 90 percent of the time, whenever it comes uh, to the music, um, it's. It's a fucking banger, dude. Well, you know, like Sonic Frontiers. You yeah. Know, like, I wouldn't necessarily say, like, the overworld music was good because we could barely hear it. For yeah, I mean, I was, I was about to say, I can't even remember what it um, sounded like. And the stage music was pretty good. Like the, yeah. like the like the portal stages or whatever they're called, the cyberspace Cyberspace, stage, yeah. Those yeah, are yeah. pretty good. But the real bangers were the Titan fights. Those were fucking they they put Ugh. their heart and soul into that shit like death metal or not really death metal like heavy metal with like techno with like techno yeah and like you're supersonic and you're fighting this big fucking robot yeah oh god so Great. cool yeah so cool oh man but yeah so i guess that's our favorite <clears throat> sonic music yep sonic music yes yeah. I, I will say um one thing that I would like to argue is mm. that the theme songs in Sonic Adventure 2 are better mm. than the theme songs in Sonic Adventure. You know what? I, I'm I'm with Funk on this one. So like the theme songs? Like the characters. Like the character themes. Yeah. Mm, trying to think. Yeah, I, I guess I, I'd agree with you on that because again, again, it's like it's like with with Sonic 1, 2, and 3. Yeah. With Sonic Adventure 1, the Dreamcast, literally, it came out with the Dreamcast. Yeah. So they were trying to, you know, see, you know, they were experimenting. They were seeing what they could do, what they couldn't do. And then Sonic Adventure 2 expounded on that and made it better. Yeah. So I, I would say that too. The themes and the character themes in, in Sonic Adventure 2 are better than Sonic Adventure 1. I mean, granted that, like, you know, when it comes to, like, the lyrics of like each character's theme they're ripped straight from sonic adventure one's uh character themes yeah, yeah they are but except I, for knuckles except for knuckles. yeah except for knuckles yeah. <laughs> but yeah i mean they're i in in comparison i prefer the sonic adventure 2 yeah. versions of them you know i agree i agree 100 especially work how could you go wrong with yeah I, of course, it's a banger, well, dude. Yeah, well, the Eggman theme is probably the best theme. Oh, ever yes, in the Sonic game. <laughs> oh, you're talking about so. for Sonic Adventure One or Sonic Adventure no, Two? No, for Sonic Adventure Two. Sonic Adventure Two. I am the Eggman. Oh yeah, it's what I am. Yeah, <laughs> but look, Sonic Adventure One's Eggman music is pretty good too. Like the egg character it stage is. music. Oh yeah, it's a funky beat. That w- okay, yeah, that one's good. Like that one's just a and jam. Then- and then you got Sonic CD's Eggman theme, where the Japanese got the cool, funky song, oh, yeah. and the Americans got the song that sounded like he was Satan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got that whole thing, you know, with the whole fun is infinite, signed uh, by oh, the yeah. devil. Ooh, spooky. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. They really did pull a fast one. They were like, ah, let's let's make this spooky just because it's fun. Yeah, yeah it's fun to make spooky. Yeah. Well, I, don't, I don't even think it was meant to be spooky because they just used the boss stage music. So if you think about it, when you access that screen in the Japanese version, it plays the fun song. You know, it's just the uh, American version that makes it seem like it's a creepypasta. Weird. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Weird. Well, let's move along from Sonic. Let's talk a little bit about Zelda. Ah, yes. I've been playing Twilight Princess. Yeah, you did. Yeah. And can I just say, Nintendo. (laughs) I know what you're going to (laughs) say. Please. (laughs) Please port it to the Switch. (laughs) Listen, man. (laughs) Twilight Princess is a fucking it, i mean like i've said banger like about 5000 times already yeah but that game is fucking amazing i don't know why it's i mean not you can't play it on the switch or anything I mean, like that uh, i mean it's just you know i say ocarina of time is my favorite game of all time and while that may be true yeah the only reason why i say that is for nostalgia purposes 
I mean, yeah. I I wholeheartedly agree with the critics mm-hmm. about how it could be, you know, slow and repetitive and all that stuff. But I, you know, see the charm in it. I see the nostalgia in it. And there are some moments whenever you're playing Ocarina of Time, you're like, oh, okay, can we just go move past this stuff so we can get to the stuff that I actually care about? Yeah. Which is why which is why I've been having doubts if it's really my favorite game of all time because of that. You know, I've played it so much. Yeah. That it's starting to get to the point where I just really don't find it enjoyable anymore because of the bullshit. Right? Well, I mean, the way that I would see it, um, I think it would be like your favorite like childhood game. I would say, you that. know, like uh, in the Zelda aspect of it. I would say that for sure. Um, yeah, because uh, <laughs> I mean, like, you know, like with all the other like Zelda games and everything mm-hmm. like that, you know, there's just a lot of really good moments in it and everything. To my Ocarina of Time or Twilight? I guess just like in general. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's just a lot of good moments in it where, you know, there there's just some that are the most memorable for some other people, you know, like, I don't know, like, for example, um, you know, talking about uh, in uh, Twilight Princess, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like there, I guess the beginning of it where like you know it's just all this this dark you know type of setting and everything like that and you know you turn into a wolf it's all like you know depressing and everything like that yeah i mean i I was i I mean i'm playing it and you know i've said this a lot Uh, Uh, yeah you have said that i have said that a lot yeah um i've said that twilight princess is just a better version of ocarina of time yeah yeah it's it's a beautiful game beautiful music almost every every piece of music in that game is just solid yeah for sure um but no i it's i'm playing it and i'm having a really good time playing twilight princess again and i'd wish they poured it over with wind waker too oh yeah yeah for like, sure there's no excuse like they should have wind waker and twilight princess ported to the switch they should have done, they should have done, done that. Yeah. But whatever. I, it's, it is what it is. Um, I guess it gives me an excuse to still play the Wii U. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah, you hooked <laughs> it up the other night and yeah. was just like, you know what? I've been really wanting to play Twilight Princess. Yeah. Like, and so like we had to like dig it out of the closet and find all the chords and whatnot and yeah, we did you know it's kind of like a side tangent but like it's kind of sad to see you know like the wi-fi you know capabilities of mm-hmm. the uh wii u all gone you can't go to the shop anymore yeah and everything can't do anything with like everse or anything like that yeah exactly which you know, i mean it is what it is i mean yeah they did the same thing with the 3ds you know yeah mm-hmm. that's true so but um, what I really wanted to talk about is Tears of the Kingdom. Yep. E3, yep. not E3. Why do I say E3 is tomorrow? E3 is not tomorrow. <laughs> it's February. This is tomorrow. <laughs> A Nintendo Direct is tomorrow as of this recording. Yeah. And I'm really hoping for some more news because gosh darn it, I want to know things. Yeah. I mean, I- yeah, it's going um, to be a deck building game. Oh, oh damn it. Oh, not again. No. Shit. Oh, jeez. Oh, God damn it. Ugh. Well, I mean, it's whatever, I guess. Yeah. I'll still play it. Yeah, I'll still play it, I guess, because I'm a Zelda fan. But, yeah, I, I think um, in the direct, I mean, they would be stupid not to show, like, anything <laughs> yeah. from Tears of the Kingdom, you know? Come on, A.G. Aonuma. You're yeah, my guy. I mean, yeah, it comes out in April. May. May. May that it comes out in May. So. Yeah, we're gonna be playing it on the channel. Yeah. Don't know how long it's gonna be, <coughs> but uh Hey, as long as it's not as long as fucking God of oh, War. Oh, it's gonna be longer than God of War, buddy. Oh god oh, damn it. I mean Breath of the Wild was a long game. You think this game's not gonna be long? I, oh I, boy. Yeah, <laughs> I guess you're right. Yeah. Like this game is gonna be like one of our magnum opuses. Yeah. <laughs> Which we're almost done with God of War, by the way. 
Yeah, yeah, we're about like three quarters of the way. It, it at least feels like it. Like we're we're getting real close to the end now. Yeah, and I gotta say, man, really, really, really good game. This the story in it is fucking amazing. Funk, I I highly recommend. Like, uh, you play that. I mean, see, I haven't played any of the God of War games, but like I, I mean, Mark's helped me catch up with the lore and shit yeah. like that. But I mean. The story in it is fucking amazing. Yeah, I love it for sure. You, yeah, it, lo- it looks really good. I've I've never played them either. Um, I watched Mark stream the original. Well, not oh, the original, yeah. the first of the reboot. I watched him stream it. Yeah, the, a few times, but I've never played it. It's a really good game. Gotta say, yeah, it's 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 gonna be one of those games. And I said it in the recording, but or in the episode, but uh, I'm probably gonna play it again after we get done and do it. 100% get all the chests and yeah. all the upgrades and see what, what all I can do because it's just that good of a game. Yeah. And there's like so much to do there's in it. so much to So do. many like side quests that you could do. Mm-hmm. You could just explore all of the realms like to a T. You know, Except every for single... Asgardens and Jotunheim. Uh, yeah, of course. But, you know. Um, but yeah, so that's that. And I think we're going to do another segue. Yeah. Push it on along. Let's talk Skin and Marink. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, we'll, we'll talk We'll talk about that movie. So, I took these two boys to go see Skin and Marink last week. <sighs> Maybe the week before. I don't remember. Yeah. I, think was, I think it was two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. And if you don't know what Skin and Marink is, then where have you been? <laughs> um it is a I would you classify it as like an analog horror esque kind of indie uh, film? I would say that Yeah, it's definitely an indie film because it only had a fifteen thousand yeah. dollar budget. Yeah. It it definitely when it comes to the theme of it, it, it's definitely at least trying to uh give the analog horror vibes. Um it. so it was made by a guy named Kyle Parsons something like Bell or something. I guess. I don't know. Um, yeah, on a $15,000 budget and it was shown at a film festival and then it got leaked online and then it got a theatrical release mm. uh, where it grossed like a lot of money. Like people either loved it or people hate it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you two knew this, but the director has a YouTube channel. Really? With the... Same exact type of videos, okay. almost like a prequel to Skin Oh, I see. Okay. Um, if you don't know what the movie is about, it's about two kids who are basically like locked in a home, you could say. Yeah. And there's some kind of creature or entity or demon or something yeah. that is stalking them i guess would you say or just they're in the home and the parents are either dead or missing or whatever the fuck i don't know and uh it fucks with them and it you know spooky happenings happen and all that stuff and i liked it i i was a fan of it and i'm gonna give my my review of it and then you two can give your review because you two didn't like it well, I mean, not that like I didn't like it. I I was entertained by it, but I don't know. It, it, there was just something off of it where I just it, it wasn't. Well, I mean, I'll, I guess I'll talk about it later. You know, what after you give your review, it it was just it didn't. Um, it. It was scary in my opinion, but it just wasn't um it was different. Yeah. It was different. I'm just gonna say that. It was different. Yeah. So for me, it it was it, it was scary. The whole time I I was on edge the yeah. whole time. And you know, in my mind I was thinking like, okay. Why is this happening? What's going on? Why? Uh, why is there this? What, what? What is conjuring this creature? Like, is it in the kids' heads, or is it real? Is it just a dream? Did the kid have a coma? You know, like what? Like what? Oh, by the way, spoilers. 
spoiler warning if you haven't seen Scanamarine because we're probably going to Yeah, we might, we might have to insert a spoiler uh, warning yeah. edit one in. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so spoiler warning, I guess, from this point onwards. Yeah. So if you want to go see Scanamarine, pause this episode, go watch it somewhere. It's on Shudder. Oh. The horror movie Netflix, I guess you could say. Go give it a watch and uh, come back. Um, but anyways, yeah. So, the kid, you know, remember how he fell down the stairs? Mm-hmm. So, my theory is that he had, like, a coma, or he got into a coma or something. Yeah. Because, I mean, we don't see what happens after the fact. And he is, you know, in a comatose state, and he's imagining all these things. Yeah. That's happening. Like, imagining this creature doing all these horrible things to him. Or... Or, and here's a bizarre theory I found online. Oh, yeah. The mother, so, you know, the mom who is, I guess, there, I think she was there, basically invited this demon into the house Mm, and started fucking with him. Yeah. And uh, the mom paid for it by getting absolutely nanaed. Yeah. Um, because there's like a point in the movie wherever she, there's like a closet that opens up. Yeah, I remember and that. she goes inside of it and you hear like bones cracking and stuff. Ooh, yeah. And uh, that's why it kind of shows like the mom not really having like a f- like you don't really see her face. Yeah, you don't see her face or anything like that. Um, and uh, it's that that's I'm kind of stumbling over my words here because I'm thinking too far ahead. Let me get back to how I was feeling. Yeah. The yeah. the whole time I was feeling, like I said, on edge. Like there were some shots in that movie that really just, it, it gave me that fear of whenever you're a child and you're alone. Yeah. Whenever yeah. you're alone, like, let's say like I, I grew up in a house. You did? I did. I, I, I grew up in a house. I, I yeah. no way. I grew up in a house, believe it or not. Wow. Okay. But when I grew up in that house. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there will be some times where, you know, you'd wake up or I'd wake up in the middle of the night and, you know, my mom and dad would be asleep. Everybody in the house would be asleep and it'd be just me alone. Yeah. Then, you know, I would have to go, you know, use the restroom or something. And, you know, when you're a kid, you know, your imagination goes wild. Yeah. You know, you think you see things in the dark or you hear things in the dark. And the one thing you want to do is run away and go hide. Yeah. Um, That's kind of what it was for me. You know, just being a kid and being truly alone. Yeah. You know, like like losing your mom in Walmart alone. Like you you panic. Yeah, it's like, oh, uh, where where they go? Uh, like are- exactly, it's like that, you know. Like here is this this creature or this this some sort of entity, this entity that is stalking these children and is causing them to do things and manipulate them and well kills one mm-hmm. or takes her face off or something. Yeah, and then makes the other one stab his eye out. Yeah, and. You know, there's certain shots in the movie that you see of like the mother like slowly disappearing, and then there's that one shot at the end of the movie where it's her face, but all you see is like you know, like no face, but like two little pale black dots for eyes. Oh yeah, you know, at the very ending shot of the movie, whenever the kid asks, "What are you?" or "What's your name?" Yeah. So there's that, and then there's that fucking phone. Oh yeah, yeah. that okay, that one. That that one before it before it shone the light on the phone and you saw just his face. It was, it was just like it was just eyes. It was just eyes. Yeah. That oh god, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about yeah, it. It was right? creepy. That what that part right there, I was like, oh god, oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Because <laughs> you know it's it's like you're it's like you're a child again and you, you see things like. Like, you know, if you're in your bedroom and it's dark and you see like a coat rack in the corner of your room and you think it's like 
like someone like a shadow figure or like a cloaked figure Mm -hmm. or something in the corner of your room and like you you know in your mind it's a coat rack but what if it's not yeah what if it really is someone standing there watching you oh yeah 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 I, i totally had those uh thoughts whenever i was a kid and that that's what that fear is it's it's something that you feel like is always watching you something that's always in the corner of a dark room that Mm -hmm. you that you you see you think is there but it's not really there it doesn't exist but what if it did yeah you know what how it that that's what it was to me it was that kind of fear that kind of like something's there but it's not there yeah 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 so i liked it that's my review of it i suggest that you go watch it It, like i said it's not for everybody it's a very experiment experimental experiment yeah horror movie it's indie it's not everybody's cup of tea um i thought it wasn't going to be my cup of tea but i thoroughly enjoyed it yeah um and i'm not really like a horror movie kind of guy like i like analog horror I like stuff like Mandela Catalog, The Walton Files, uh, fucking The Back Rooms, you know, stuff like that. I like that kind of horror. I don't like typical horror movie horror where it's like, oh, here comes a killer and he's going to barge in your house and he's going to stab you and then you got to run away. He's going to hack slash. Oh, no, you tripped on yourself. Oh, man. Oh, you better open that door. Oh, it's locked. Oh, man. Fear for me is fear of something that is unnatural. Yeah. Something that is like this kind of entity that you that is almost not it's not human yeah, yeah something that it's that doesn't that 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 doesn't exist that shouldn't exist but it does yeah like yeah. the mandela catalog with the alternates that's something that shouldn't exist but it does in that universe yeah for sure that that to me is good horror not yeah. your typical like 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 slasher films those are just stupid yeah <laughs> like, they're stupid in a good way i'm not saying they're bad it's, but the last Halloween movie was bad, but that's that's besides the point. <laughs> well, what was that one? It was uh, Halloween like, Ends or Halloween. Ha- yeah, Halloween. Because I remember in the in the trailers or whatnot, it's like uh, he dies tonight or something like yeah. that. You know, Halloween dies tonight or something. Some stupid shit. But look, I love I love the old classic slasher films like Friday the Thirteenth and Nightmare on Elm Street. Like those are still. Mwah. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Good horror movies, but I'm gonna get off my tangent. Um, and I guess we'll start with you, and give me your your thoughts on the movie, Matt. Okay, yeah, I'll um, I'll go ahead and and talk about it a little bit. So, I mean, in my personal opinion, uh, the first thing I want to talk about with it is that it was very confusing for mm. me. You know, it's just like the the whole, you know, premise of the movie is that like it is, you know, dark mm-hmm. and, you know, you're just trying to figure out like what is going on with it, you know, and, you know, you're trying to understand, you know, what is happening with you know, like the entity. How is it affecting like the environment around like these kids and everything? You don't know what it can do mm-hmm. and everything like that. And like it was doing stuff, you know, like moving furniture around, taking away like doors and windows and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just like, how is it doing that? How did it get here? Um, why is it doing the way the what it is? Um, and it's just like. I think with that, you know, it was very dark and i don't know i might have just gotten lost in like um uh, a good bit of it mm-hmm. um but uh it was hard for me to follow mm-hmm. like what was going on i i had a lot more questions than answers on yeah. it it's just like why is this happening you know how is this entity doing this you know like what is and then, like, you know, it would definitely, like, hide a lot of stuff. And, 
just kind of like on a side thing, you know, I will give the movie credit on the stylistic choice that they did on hiding the the kid's face, mm-hmm. like the children's faces. Yeah. Because, I don't know, I guess when it comes to like, like a horror aspect or just trying to make you like feel, you know, um, the situation that those kids were in, it really doesn't matter like what the kids look like because that doesn't, you know, like yeah. help the story one bit. Um, so I thought it was pretty cool on that regard. And then whenever it showed the uh, close up with uh, the sisters, yeah, like that yeah. blank face, you know, she had no face or anything like that. I thought that was very um, interesting uh, on on how how they did that. Another sorry side a side note another yeah. really good uh jump scare moment not really jump scare but like another really like like uh oh moment was whenever they went into the bedroom and the dad was sitting on the edge of the bed and he said look under the bed or there's oh, something under the yeah, bed yeah. and then he she look or the kid looks under and then looks up at him and says look again then they look underneath and there's still nothing there and then they look up again and he's gone yeah he's just gone that part was like whenever they said look under the bed i was like oh fuck oh, yeah here we fucking go there's a monster <laughs> under the bed oh jesus <laughs> anyway sorry i continue uh but yeah it's just like um yeah it, it was just it was just difficult for me to follow like what was going on yeah um it still did give like you know some unsettling um vibes on the mm. whole thing which i mean like with what it was trying to do it definitely succeeded in that regard yeah um but i will say that it the movie as a whole it felt like um it it was a similar style to sort of like the paranormal activity movies Whenever those came out. Yeah. You know, because like we, of course, we were in the uh, movie theater. We were in the auditorium. Yeah. And um, really the whole time, like nothing really happened. It was just like pitch black. But I mean, like you would still, you know, wonder. It's just like, ooh, it, oh, is that, is that, you know, what's happening over there or what's over in that corner or whatever. But I mean, it was just like film grain and silence a little bit. And then just a little bit of something happened. Something moved or whatever. Yeah. uh, Maybe the chair was up on the ceiling. It was all that good stuff. And it's just like, you know, I don't know. When it comes to like the psychological aspect of it, you know, maybe if... Like with that theory, maybe the kid was like in a coma or something like that and just hallucinating these things. I think we also talked about whenever we left out of the theater is like um, maybe like the kid was dead whenever That's like he fell that down he that the stairs died. and the kid is just in purgatory yeah. and that, that sort of thing. Um, those are pretty interesting things to think about, you know, just kind of just like putting it into uh, a perspective of the afterlife or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. You know, that that's interesting uh, to think about for sure. Yeah. But I mean, as a whole, it's not that I didn't like it. I thought it was, again, I thought it was very interesting in those regards. It's just like, it was kind of difficult for me to follow let me ask you this let me ask you this would you rather see more horror movies in that style but better or would you rather see you know i mean not typical horror movies like i know not like triple a budget horror movies that are you know whatever yeah would you rather see more horror movies in that found footage kind of psychological horror analog horror style or would you rather see it in a different way i think um that style of movie could work Mm -hmm. uh for me personally um i just think like if i had 
like more attachment to the characters and whatnot and like you know um a lot uh i guess a lot more easier to follow story so yeah so you basically if if that movie had more story uh yeah you would have felt like it would have been more i i i i think it would have been just a little bit more enjoyable mm. for me personally okay. i get you so, that's valid yeah i I'd mean say. That, that's that's pretty much all i have to say about the movie yeah to be honest well for me that the whole thing was i didn't really like like i was paying attention to the story of course mm-hmm. but for me it was <laughs> I, I i didn't really like i just saw the movie as like a bunch of spooky happenings yeah and they're based around some loosely based around a story and that's what i care about i don't really like i care about a story like in mandela catalog like i care about what happens to the characters but i really want the spooks yeah i I want i want the psychological aspect of it i want to see the the abominations the entities the thing that doesn't need to exist that's what i like yeah for sure that's my kind of horror but horror is subjective yeah yeah it is so um but i guess if that's the end of your review uh funk what you think of skinner murray um, so I guess I'll start with the stuff that I, I could appreciate about it. Okay. Uh, number one, I mean, I did like kind of the fresh sort of staging of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I thought it was interesting the way they went with the old film grain. Yeah. I guess yeah. that was to kind of make it seem a little more, bit more unnatural. Yeah. And I really did like the psychological horror aspect of it. Kind of like you guys were talking with, you know, you, there's so many games, movies, books, whatever that the, all of the horror is just drawn from you know the killing or the gore yeah or any sort of um you know violence so i thought it was you know i I did like the fact that it was just uh mostly psychological Mm -hmm. um i thought it was cool it was a slow burn as well because it kind of like built the suspense Mm -hmm. yeah um but there was a lot of it that came down to execution I, i i didn't like as much so um for the slow burn aspect of it i did think it that uh, it burned a little too long. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. it was uh, like, um, you know, once once things started happening, it it was so long into the movie and it was so infrequent, and then at the very end they kind of just piled it all on. Yeah. So it was just kind of like a kind of a shift all of a sudden, and um, you know, like something would happen and you'd think that that was going to be where it was leading up to the climax and then it would suddenly be where they're setting up a whole new set of you know whatever the next um psychological horror part was supposed to be so yeah uh, i matt matt can tell you there was one part where you know it had the, the like a jump scare or, um or something happen and then it went to the next scene and it started the slow burn again and i turned him i was like i cannot believe this movie is still going on yeah 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 you um yeah you were right next to me and yeah you said it's like it's still going it's it, i was just like yeah i i i, I definitely see that myself yeah you know, it's just that like, that is a common complaint and that that is something that i i would say too is a valid criticism that it does go on for a little bit too long yeah but I will say that is subjective of a lot of analog horror stuff on the internet. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. you know, it starts off at the beginning of like a YouTube video where it's like slow. And then at the very end, they usually that's where the scares come. That's when like the big shit happens. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So I guess that's just like kind of style I guess. That, that it's going for. Yeah. But uh, anyways, continue. Sorry. Yeah. That's the thing though. Is like, um, you know, even though I like the atmosphere and kind of the way, in, in concept, the way they were executing it, mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of in that analog horror uh, style, I just thought that the kind of the source of it wasn't really that interesting. Mm. You know, you were talking about the Mandela catalog and the stuff with the, um, you, like, they're called alternates. I yeah, think. alternates. Yeah. Yeah. So like those storylines, I thought that they did it really effectively because it was kind of the same, you know, slow burn. Um, it wasn't just gross out, you know, violent horror. It was, it was psychological, but I thought it was a much more interesting concept. Mm-hmm. I thought that, um, you know, it, it just kind of like made you think a little bit more. I think this movie, you were talking about all of the different 
um, theories there are. And, you know, we were, we were having theories too that kind of matched up with those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The whole time I was watching the movie, I was thinking, okay, so the kid might've died, you know, he might be in the hospital. Um, you know, it might be an actual situation where it's supposedly the monster got in or whatever else. Yeah. But I felt like they kind of tackled so many different directions mm. that, um, you know, I guess that was kind of their point was that it wasn't supposed to tell you anything. But for me, that made it a little less interesting because it didn't really follow one specific kind of idea. It was just throwing all these ideas at you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for that reason, I think it's actually, um, you know, if someone were to watch the movie, if they're kind of watching it, I would actually recommend just to watch it as they kind of explained it as being a nightmare. Because that way you're not trying to think, okay, this is what's going on or... um you know, this theory or this theory. I mean, it can be entertaining that way. It might work for some people. Mm -hmm. For me personally, uh, someone who was kind of let down by there not being a conclusion, I think it would be worthwhile to watch it as if, okay, they're just trying to capture what a nightmare feels like. And that way you can kind of connect to it a little bit more, in my opinion. Yeah, I I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I'd I'd definitely say, yeah, yeah, I definitely say it kind of has that nightmarish sort of like, like a kid having a nightmare vibe to it and i definitely agree yeah if you if you go into the movie expecting a solid storyline and things to happen you will be disappointed yeah for sure you're 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 gonna walk out of the movie wondering what what did i just what, watch? what just happened what just happened why yeah. did i spend an hour and a half in this movie theater watching this also <laughs> um this is unrelated but um <laughs> I, funk while you were talking yeah i I remembered um, at the end of the fucking movie, and uh, <laughs> you were. Uh, it was it was like you know the the face and like you know the kid you know talking to. I'm assuming it was the skinny marink, yeah, and everything, and um, <laughs> fucking. Uh, they they were having a back and forth, and then I think at the very end of the movie, the kid was just like, "What is your name?" And then fuck just fucking just like went to me like and he was just like my name is Jim. <laughs> yeah. It was oh my god, I fucking died. <laughs> yeah, I was trying not to do it because I didn't want to take Matt out of the movie, but it got to the point it was so long and I was like, I've I've gotta I gotta do something to make myself entertained. <laughs> oh my god. I would I wanna fucking burst out laughing had I not contained myself. Oh, that was fucking awesome. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, I yeah. mean, it, it was it was alright movie. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, me me personally, like, I, I didn't like it at yeah. all, the movie. I thought that as an experience it was interesting, so I mean, I would that's probably the weird thing is even though I basically hated the movie, I'd still recommend somebody watch it just for the experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think I'd ever watch it again, just <laughs> out of fun. But um, I, I think it is at least interesting as far as being a new approach to something. Yeah. I've, I've heard that the best way to watch the movie is at home alone at 3 a.m. with a laptop and headphones on. <laughs> I watched a skinnamarink at 3 a.m.? <laughs> Gone wrong. Gone wrong. Gone sexual? <laughs> <laughs> no. Did the skin of a rink did my dishes at 3 a.m.? Calling <laughs> the skin of a rink at 3 a.m.? <laughs> uh, if I were to rate the movie, me personally, mm-hmm. I'd rate it a 8 out of 10. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's how I rate it. Because yeah. I found it thoroughly enjoyable through, through and through. Yeah. Um, I guess if I were to rate the movie, um, I would give it like a five or five and a half in my personal opinion, mm. just because of, you know, just kind of like what I said before with, uh, the story wise and everything. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's my, that's my number. How about you, yeah. Funk? Yeah. I'd, I'd probably say like a four. Four. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. we have a solid smattering of opinions here. One who liked it, one who was okay with it, and one who didn't like it. 
Well, there you go. Yeah. That's true. And you two are wrong. And, uh, My opinion's better. You know what? Fuck you, buddy. But fuck you. I thought it was mad best. Hey, don't make me call Skinamarink on you, Mark. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> yes, hello, Skinamarink. Hello. Um, I need you to go to this house, please. <laughs> what were you going to say? Fuck, you were going to say something. Oh, and I was going to say, I mean, that, you know, in one way, that might be a mark of a memorable movie anyway, if you have a smattering of opinions like you were saying. Oh yeah, and, uh, that's how much the internet. That's that's the internet is really saying is, is that people either like it, or people don't like it. There's no. Yeah, and I will say that the guy that made the movie, um, you know, even though I didn't like his movie, I was like, you know, I was thinking, good for him. I, I that's really cool that he made this thing for fifteen thousand dollars, and that you know it's all over the states now. People talking about it, it's viral. He's made how how many times over yeah. the budget of the movie? So I, I think that's really cool. I want to uh, say it was like, I didn't like it. I want to say it was like twenty times the budget. Damn, it, it was. I think it was more than that. It might have been more than that. that. Uh, it, 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 he made. It was a lot, and I mean, he just. I think he just received like an award for it, like in L.A. or something. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Because I thought it says the okay. So it says the budget was fifteen thousand dollars in the box office so far is two million. Yeah. Jesus Christ, yeah. dude! He, he made a killing off this. Wow! Like, like it, I mean, yeah. I mean, it, the, yeah. Really, just good for him because I mean, coming from, you know, he was he was a person pretty much who started off on YouTube, yeah, uploading those, and then he just made this really long version of one of his YouTube videos that got shown at a twenty four, which is a, a film festival. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and then. It just exploded into this where it came out to be a movie and not a lot of things from YouTube get turned into movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, for sure. And usually when it happens, they're pretty shitty. Like with the Slenderman movies, those oh, are yeah. all yeah, like, awful. Like the Fred movies. Yep. 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 Those are awful. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're terrifying. Those are probably going to be awful no matter what. Oh, yeah, I know. Yep. Uh, like Annoying Orange. Well, that was like a show on Cartoon yeah. Network or some shit. But I mean, you know, like... It's a really interesting thing to see nowadays, like with the FNAF movie coming out. Yeah. yeah. That's a thing. Oh, yeah. Do you know that? Nope. It's being made by Blumhouse. (laughs) Was it? I don't know how true it is because it's been a while since I've heard this, but isn't Nick Cage supposed to be in it too? Uh... Well, he was in that that knockoff movie that oh, was pretty much Five Nights at Freddy's. I do That's know, what I'm thinking of. I do know that Matthew Lillard's going to be Michael or William Afton. Are you serious? <laughs> yep. Fucking Shaggy is going to be... <laughs> okay. Yep. No it's going to be very weird. <laughs> all right. Hey, I'm all for it. Why not? It, it, I think it's going to be a thoroughly enjoyable movie. I don't know if it'll be scary. I think it'll be good. I yeah. think it'll be funny. Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm excited to see it. Um but yeah, it, it's really interesting to see, and it's really cool to see these these things from YouTube being now translated to the bigger screen. Like I just found out today mm-hmm. that you know that Backroom series made by King Pixels, yes, the one that we were talking about way back in June, where yeah, yeah, we were talking about that, the, yeah. the analog horror stuff. He got picked up by a movie producer, and they're making a movie based on his Backroom stuff. Really? Yes. So there's going to be a backrooms movie coming out sometime soon. All right. Which I think that's going to be really interesting because y'all know how much I love the backrooms. Oh, yeah. You're like super deep into it. I just want to visit the backrooms. Hey, I mean, like. (laughs) Be careful what you wish for, man. You're right. Just phase through right now. Oh, geez. That would suck. Oh, man. (laughs) You do a podcast from the backrooms. Do a (laughs) podcast. I could truly be inside your walls. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Hey, you know, speaking of uh, YouTube videos, YouTubers going to the Hollywood big screen, mm-hmm. um, the triumvirate movie oh, is coming yeah. out soon. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. In case you guys didn't know, we actually uh, somehow got a million dollar budget for the triumvirate. Yeah. Movie. Don't ask how we got it. Uh, the main stars, uh, um, uh, who's we playing you, Matt? Uh, I, I, th- I think it's, uh, Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum? Oh, yeah. what about you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's going to play you, Funk? Oh, it's one of those, um, one of those Boston 
robots. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Boston, Boston Dynamics. Dynamics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah one yeah. of those robots. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, God, who was going to play me? Pretty sure. Um, was it Chris Pratt? <sighs> was it Chris Pratt? I know we talked with him, like, mm-hmm. you know, the uh, the other week. We definitely totally talked with you know all these people. But, I think it was. Yeah. I think it was Chris Pratt, or it was The Rock. The Rock. Oh yeah, that's right. I, I think it, I think it's actually that clone of both of them. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Chris, right. Chris, Rock. Clone <laughs> Chris Rock. Chris Rock. Between the two, Chris Rock. <laughs> Chris Rock. Wow, that took me so long. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh. oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, the movie. We all go on an adventure with our robot dog, and we stop uh, the bad. Stop bad people Stop from bad doing people. bad things. Yep, that's what we do. And then our our catchphrase in the in the movie at the end of it is, "Don't do drugs, kids, or I'll find you." Don't do drugs. Have you heard of the high elves? Have you heard? We'll of the see high you later. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's it. Have a good one. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best movie ever. Uh, you guys just don't even know it yet. You just guys don't. You guys wait till you see it. Wait till you see it on the big screen. You're gonna be see it on away. IMAX. It's gonna be. It's gonna be the top grossing movie of ever. Of course, dude. of ever the top grossing movie ever. Yeah, of ever. <laughs> yeah, fucking. Uh. Endgame? No. Nope. Avatar? No. Titanic? Get out of here. Get the fuck out of here, dude. Triumvirate movie. Triumvirate movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, boys, I think it's time we wrap up this here podcast. Yeah, this this has been a been a really fun episode. Oh, yeah, for sure. We talked about some, some real good things, I'd say. Heck yeah, man. I'd say. Well, if you enjoyed this, be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share it with your friends. And if you don't know this, we also have a Discord. The link will be in the description if you want to join. We have some funny emotes. Yep. It's pretty cool stuff. You can interact with us and interact with the other people in there. It'd be pretty cool. Exactly. If you want to join, we, that's if you ever want to keep it up to date with us, that's probably the place that we're active the most. Yeah, I'd say so. I so, mean, but I mean, we also have like um, our yep. Twitter and yeah. YouTube posts whenever like there's. You know, something happens or anything like that. We keep you up to date on that one, too. Yeah, so. so if you ever want to keep up to date with us, just join us on Discord or follow us on Twitter. And, you know, I think in the next episode, we are going to go to sleep. We'll be the Sleepy Podcast. Welcome to the Sleepy Podcast, everyone. This is a sleepy portion of the podcast. Uh, we need you to close your eyes and uh, count. start counting sheep. All right. One. That's right, wait. Wait, did you hear that? What? Did you hear that? Th- oh my god! I, th- I think it's a skinamarink. No, no, we gotta get out of here. Please, please, get out of the house! Get out of the house! Yeah, yeah, please! I banish you! Oh god! He just got rid of the door. What is your name? Um, 